0: Hi, I'm Steve, and this is the Trade Professional Podcast. How is it going today? Uh, It is currently... February 6th, the day before the Super Bowl, and as you can tell by the intro, I am by myself again. Uh, My two guys, Tom and Pablo, uh, could not show up today. They had other conflicts going on, but I felt as though I was obligated to do a Super Bowl episode. I'm recording right now um, during the NFL award show. Uh, These are the awards that have been read off so far, so Assistant Coach of the Year goes to Brian Dable, Uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year goes to Justin Herbert. Defensive Rookie of the Year goes to Chase Young. Defensive Player of the Year goes to Aaron Donald. And right now, this one just came in. Offensive Player of the Year goes to Derrick Henry. Uh, You heard the TPP Awards. We did the awards that we thought mattered. Uh, Well, not thought mattered, but... Uh, we, we're we're going to come up with some more next year. Uh, also, at the NFL Awards show, Charles Woodson and Calvin Johnson have been let into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I personally think that Calvin Johnson is uh, the most talented wide receiver of all time, if not just the best wide receiver of all time. So, very happy about him getting in. Uh, I feel sad that he was on Detroit for all those years. But let's get into the main event right now. Uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, I feel pretty bad watching this one. Uh, for me personally, it's the team that beat my team to get to the Super Bowl versus the guy that won six Super Bowls while he was in my division for years and years. So, yeah, I'm I'm not very happy, <laughs> to say the least. So, uh, I think that I think that you can trust my opinion on this because my I I don't have any bias because. If it were up to me, both these teams would absolutely just. I I hope they would tie in the Super Bowl. That's how salty I am about this. So it's not a bias towards any team. I just think, personally, from what I see, I'm going to try to give the best opinion, the best breakdown of what I think I am going to get. Breaking news Kevin Stefanski is named Coach of the Year. He deserved it. We gave him the Campbell Award at the TPP Awards. Uh, Incredible job that he's done with the Browns. Okay, so let's get into the Super Bowl. The spread is uh, Kansas City is favored at minus three, and the over-under is at 55.5 points. Um, So let's just do a detailed analysis of the games. Okay, so this year... Let's get into, obviously, the main matchup being the quarterbacks. Uh, I'll read you the postseason stats because I think those are much more indicative of how this game is going to go. So Tom Brady, the main man that everyone's been talking about, in the playoffs has a 55% completion percentage. He is good on 60 of 109 attempts. He has 860 yards, 7.89 yards per attempt, 7 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, a 90.8 rating, and he has taken 8 sacks. Sorry, 5 sacks. My bad. Uh, The next guy that everyone is talking about is Patrick Mahomes. He is rolling with a 73.5 completion percentage, 50 of 68. Uh, He has 580 yards, 8.53 yards per attempt. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, a one hundred eighteen point five rating, and has taken one sack. Uh, Tom Brady has one more game than Patrick Mahomes, so that's probably why you're going to see an uptick in yards there. Uh, and yeah, that's that's just basically how it, that, that's that, that's the main breakdown. Um, I I think that from, from reading those stats, it's obvious who's been playing better in these playoffs so far. Uh, Let's see. Then when you look at the defenses here, uh, I could not find postseason stats for the defenses, but I will read you them from the year. So ranked number eight, according to pro football reference, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, They... Let's see. gosh dang this is hard to read Uh, so this year they let up 5,234 yards uh, 5.1 yards per play Uh, I just want to see how many yards per game they let up Hmm. well anyways uh, they let up 339 first downs Uh, they let up 333 completions on 494 attempts, uh, 22 touchdowns. They had 18 interceptions, and yeah, I'm just not finding yards per game on this, so sorry guys, I can't find that. And then ranked at number 11 is the Kansas City Chiefs. They let up 5,733 yards this year, uh, 5.6 yards per play. Uh, 353 first downs, um, 29 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, so yeah, I think that we see an obvious better defense right there in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously that's from the regular season. Uh, I think Kansas City has been playing absolutely stellar in the postseason. It seems like they did this kind of last year. They just turned it on in the postseason, and for some reason their defense was able to step up and be better than they were throughout the entire regular season. Uh, And then, let's see. Here's some other ones. So, passing yards. um, They're the same as the quarterbacks. Uh, Let's see. Total offense. Kansas City has 438.5 yards per game. Tampa Bay has 391.3 yards per game. This is in the postseason, by the way. Um, Tampa Bay is leading the postseason with seven sacks, and Kansas City is uh, tied for second place along with four other teams with five sacks. Uh, Scoring-wise, Tampa Bay is a little bit ahead of Kansas City. Um, I think that's kind of due to the Cleveland-Browns game. So uh, Tampa Bay has 30.7 points per game, and Kansas City has thirty point zero points per game. So not much. Uh, Tampa Bay leads. Uh, they're tied with Cleveland for interceptions with five. Kansas City has two. And let's see, any other important stats? Uh, no, not really. Um, so that's just kind of... Oh, here we go. Uh, rushing yards per game. Let's see. Oh, neither of these teams actually made the top five. Such so as proves that you're not going to have the best rushing game. But uh, I'm going to get into that in a second. So uh, Kansas City has 118.5 rushing yards per game this postseason with three touchdowns, 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, and then Tampa Bay has... 345 yards in this postseason uh, with an average of 3.9 yards per carry. Three touchdowns, 115.0 yards per game. Okay, uh, and then we can look at receiving two. Uh, Kansas City has 323 yards per game game receiving. That's second behind Pittsburgh with 501 yards, but they only played one game, so a lot of that was garbage time anyways. Uh, And then Tampa Bay has 286.7 yards per game, seven touchdowns, 14.3 yards per play. Uh, I forgot to say, Kansas City's averaging 11.5 yards per play, so uh, definitely A lot more for Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady, even though his completion percentage and passer rating don't seem that great, he's getting a lot of bang for his buck in the receiving game uh, is what we're trying to say here. Okay. Um, And then I had the rushing leaders right now just to finish this up because I want to talk about this guy. So second behind Cam Akers is Leonard Fournette. He has 211 yards. 4.4 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, a long of 20 rushing yards on 48 attempts. And then the guy that the Chiefs have here is Darrell Williams because Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been out, and Le'Veon Bell really hasn't been part of the mix for them. Uh, 26 attempts, 130 yards, five yards per attempt, one touchdown, and a long of 16 yards. Okay. Uh, by the way something about Le'Veon Bell he gave a press conference this week and funny story he actually said the reason why I joined the Kansas City Chiefs was I knew I wasn't going to be part of the offense so that just kind of proves what type of player he was and it's a good thing that no one else kind of picked him up I don't don't know what the Kansas City Chiefs were thinking like they had Clyde Edwards there already maybe they were thinking they were just going to mix things up but yeah. Okay. So now let me, let me give you a breakdown of the game just based on those stats. Uh, I don't know if I said this already, but I am taking the under in this game. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be under just because the way that th- these defenses have been playing. Kansas City held the number two scoring offense in the entire NFL in the AFC Championship to 24 points, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, at throughout the entire season, I know that the Bills didn't do so great against the Ravens, but they, they were scoring like no other, and Kansas City really just shut them down. I, like I was saying last year, there's always a trend that the Chiefs defense steps it up in the playoffs, and then obviously the Buccaneers defense has been playing lights out the entire year. So, I think that they could have a chance to slow Patrick Mahomes down. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is obviously a different quarterback. We saw that against the Bills. Not so much against the Browns. He didn't play the entire game, and he wasn't really playing that well. But we saw what could happen when the Chiefs catch light. Uh, So, I'm 100% taking the under on this game. Uh, That would be, what... 27 points each team. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to go over that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident in that pick, so if you're betting on the game, I'd say take that bet. All right, so now coming to what everybody wants to hear. All right, so I texted the trained professionals, Tom and Pablo, and asked them, who are your Super Bowl picks? Uh, the winners, MVP, and that—that's all I asked. Uh, Pablo gave me a score, uh, so both of these guys predict Bucks win. Uh, Tom predicted the MVP to be Scotty Miller, and uh, Pablo picked Tom Brady to be the MVP, and he's picking the score to be thirty-four to thirty-one. So he's got got the over on the game. Um, just look at the way that these defenses have been playing throughout the postseason. I don't think that the game is going to be over 30 points just because of the fact that these defenses have been playing absolutely lights out throughout the postseason. When you look at what Kansas City did to Buffalo last week, uh, and then when you look at how the Buccaneers were able to handle Aaron Rodgers, uh, they still let them score, but they still they kept the game within reach for Brady to win it. Uh, it was kind of back and forth the entire time, and then shutting down the Saints and shutting down the Washington football team. I think, yeah. That so that, that the Bucks defense has been playing well over the entire regular season, but right now it's tough. I think I would still give it to the Buccaneers defense uh, over the Kansas City defense, but. Just look at the way that they were playing such sticky coverage against the best receiver in the NFL last week, uh, Kansas City, of course, and the best slot receiver in the NFL last week. Josh Allen had no options to throw to. And I think that that's what's going to happen this game. Uh, Before I continue talking about it, my pick to win the Super Bowl is the Kansas City Chiefs for the second year in a row... And my MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just to give you sort of a uh, dark horse MVP candidate, uh, Leonard Fournette. I just read up, read you his stats. He's been playing absolutely the lights out in the postseason. Uh, but I think if the Chiefs win it, it's going to be on Patrick Mahomes' back. Uh, another So that that's for the Buccaneers. I, I think that... Whoever wins the game, the quarterback is going to get the MVP. Whether the Bucks win it, it's going to be Tom Brady. Whether the Chiefs win it, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. We saw last year that, uh, what's his name? I even forget his name now, but he had the, the best Super Bowl game out of anybody. He played better than Patrick Mahomes that game. Uh, last year, what is it? Hang on, I'm looking it up. Let's see. No, 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 no. I'm looking for this guy. I can't find... Damian Williams, that's it. Sorry. How could I forget his name? Damian Williams. We saw that Damian Williams played better than Patrick Mahomes last year, and he still couldn't win the MVP. Uh, Someone else on the Chiefs, I would probably say either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Uh, I can't imagine it going like the... Rams versus the Patriots that year, about, what was that, 2016? No, 2018. Yeah, I think it was 2018 where it was such a low-scoring game. I hope it doesn't go like that. I think it's going to be back and forth. Uh, I think there's going to be stops on defense just enough so that it goes under. Uh, But I think, I, I hope for it to be back and forth, but I hate to spoil everybody. I think it's going to be a Chiefs blowout because I think that Patrick Mahomes is just on another level compared to anybody else on the field. I think that he's going to have his will with the Buccaneers defense, just like he did with the Bills. And then there's only so much Tom Brady can do. I know that he had the greatest comeback of all time against the Falcons, but guess what? He was in the running for MVP that year. That Now he's 43 years old. He's been playing well. He's been playing well, but... I just read you his stats. He has a 55% completion percentage and a 90 passer rating. And he had three interceptions and three touchdowns last week against a subpar, at best, Packers defense. I don't expect him to be able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. And I think that Andy Reid is particularly good at stomping out. He's able to to put the chokehold on a team and just able to keep his foot on the pedal. So I think that they are going to win it, and I think it's not going to be close. Uh, Also, when we look back at their original matchup, I think it was week eight. I'm not sure when it was, but the Chiefs ended up winning it 27 to 24. This is another reason I think it might go under is because just in case of the fact that... uh, the Buccaneers defense is able to hold Patrick Mahomes pretty well. We look back, that's like one of his lowest scoring games is 27 points and for it to go under, that game went under uh, 55 points, it was 27 to 24, so uh, I think it's kind of, I don't, I think that the Chiefs are going to get out ahead and then they're going to go to the run game and they're going to not score as much. And Tom Brady's going to stick around a little, but I don't think that he's going to make the comeback that he did back in 2016 against the Falcons. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of all the talking points about the Super Bowl. Um, If you can't tell, I'm not very interested in this game. Uh, The only reason I'm watching it kind of is to be social, Uh, but I'm... Truly upset about this game. Uh, yeah, just it's unfortunate that the Bills couldn't be in it this year. Uh, it it it's such a strange phenomenon. Like last year, I remember the Bills were out of the playoffs and uh, we were playing the Texans and we lost. And I was I was just watching and I was like, oh yeah, like whatever. I really don't care. And like it's just an awful Super Bowl matchup. I, I'm sorry, but last year's Super Bowl was so bad. Like. Was anybody actually interested in it? Like, the, the 49ers were up at one point, like, 20 to 10. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh. Like, And then Patrick Mahomes made a comeback of 10 points. Like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I, it wasn't a fun game. And kudos to the Chiefs for winning. It kind of just felt like their year last year. But uh, this year, it's it's interesting, the matchup. Like, Tom Brady going to another Super Bowl on a different team. Um Actually, you know what? I, since I covered the entire Super Bowl, let me get into some of the narratives surrounding the game. Uh, everyone and their grandmother has been talking about how Tom Brady is going to another Super Bowl and how he seemingly got onto a random team uh, with the Buccaneers and then took them to a Super Bowl. Did, let's not forget that their quarterback last year was Jameis Winston who was a backup quarterback to Drew Brees this year. Did you see how well Drew Brees was playing this year? Yeah, that's what I thought. And when Drew Brees was out, they had Taysom Hill start over him, a person who actually plays running back normally. Do you realize how insane that is? Like, uh, I I mean, Jameis Winston just was not playing quarterback for them at all, and they had Taysom Hill in. Like... uh, that, that just and he threw obviously the 30 for 30 he had 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns and also he had to get basic surgery because he couldn't see this is the, this is who they had last year so let's just dispel any sort of talk about the Buccaneers being some random team last year they also had Bruce Arians as their head coach they had Bruce Arians who when he was coaching the Cardinals uh, was expected to go to the Super Bowl multiple times and then, on top of that, when you read his wide receivers, he had—now now he has Antonio Brown. He has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then look at all the weapons that he has at running back. He has uh, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and then has one of the best offensive lines in the entire NFL, and has Rob Gronkowski, who still is able to produce Cameron Brate who is a starting caliber tight end in the NFL. Uh, then he has that amazing defense, which he always had in New England. Uh, I I know I sound salty right now, but the number eight overall defense in the entire NFL, who is, has been playing lights out, to be fair to them. And I, I, just, I just think that it's not precisely a random team. And also the NFC is weak. I mean, look at who he had to play. He had to play the Washington football team. Then he had to play the Drew Brees-led Saints, who... Uh, Listen, like, Michael Thomas, like, good for you for making all that money that you did, but, I mean, their defense was flashy at best. Like, they, they were very spotty. They were playing lights out one week, and they beat uh, the Buccaneers twice and stepped up really well against them, but... And then he had Aaron Rodgers led Packers, which was a decent team, but once again, their defense was average at best, so... I think it's important to look at conference and a whole bunch of situational things before saying Tom Brady is the goat because he led some random team to the Super Bowl. I think that you have to be more informed before making any sort of opinion like that. And people are saying that you know Bill Belichick wasn't the, you know he he wasn't behind uh, the Patriots' success. Um, that's just wrong. I mean. Look at how many people left in the offseason. they barely could field a football team Cam Newton could not throw a football. They started Jared Siddham some weeks over Cam Newton. Look at the just look at the entire offense and their defense was still playing pretty dang well for what they had. They had Kyle Van Noy leave uh, they had they also had um, Dante Hyde Howard opt out. When you look at the Patriots this year, it was absolutely abysmal the amount of talent they have in offense. I think it was also an ignorant take to say that they still had a chance to make the playoffs just because they got Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a complete wild card. He could have worked out very well. But what weapons did he have? Jacoby Myers? Nikhil Harry? An aging Julian Edelman? You didn't have anybody. He didn't have anybody. So, I think that saying that it wasn't Belichick, and now everyone is... Like, crapping on Belichick. They're saying, like, oh my gosh, like, I hated playing for the Patriots. Uh, you won Super Bowls. He won six of those things. You realize that, right? And saying that it's all Tom Brady, I think, is just ignorant. It's ignorant to say that. Uh, so, respect to Bill Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. Uh, Tom Brady, I think, props to him, you know, top five quarterback of all time. I personally do not think he's the GOAT. Uh, I don't have Tom and Pablo here to argue with me, but based on the fact that wins are not a quarterback stat for me, uh, they shouldn't be for anybody else, but that's the main thing that proves Tom Brady to not be the GOAT, uh, saying that he's a winner. I mean, having a, like a 73 passer rating, three touchdowns, three interceptions against the Packers, and still winning the game does not make you a winner, period. I don't care what you have to say. You can be clutch. You can have your game-winning drives. That's great. But what? <laughs> the thing is, he's one of 22 people who are on the field, right? Uh, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. And he doesn't play 50% of the snaps because he's not on defense. So saying that he gets 100% of a win is ridiculous. Uh, and then when you look at Kansas City, Let's see, what are some of the narratives? They all got a haircut, and they could have canceled the Super Bowl because that guy had COVID. And just thank goodness that they don't have COVID. Uh, I actually, I was saying at the beginning of the episode, I don't have any bias. I guess I do in the sense that I want Kansas City to win just to show that Buffalo didn't lose to somebody who's just some scrubs. They, They had a good year and they lost to the Super Bowl winners. There's not much you can do there. So I I just want that... I I want people to look at Buffalo this year and just not forget about how great they were. I mean, in the scope of everything, they were the number two offense in scoring. Uh, They... I mean, Josh Allen broke eight passing records for the franchise. Um, It's just... They, they had an incredible year, and it's sad to see the run end at, like it did. I was hoping to do a preview saying that the Bills were totally going to go beat Tom Brady for once in their career. Uh, but, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm still sad about it. Uh, and then what else is there to talk about with Kansas City? Uh, Patrick Mahomes being very good at quarterback. People seem to like to talk about that a lot. Um, I think a lot of the narratives have been with Tom Brady, though, saying like it's historic, like Peyton Manning is the only person, the only starting quarterback to win with two different teams. That's impressive. Uh, by no means were the Broncos a random team for Peyton Manning. Uh, I think that I I don't have a definitive goat. I don't. I don't even think that the goat conversation should be had because football is the ultimate team sport. Um but if I had to choose somebody who is the greatest quarterback of all time it's between Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers for me. So yeah, just those are kind of the narratives surrounding this game. Um Patrick Mahomes winning two Super Bowls in a row. Uh what a what a what a career like he would already have. By the time he was 24 That's better than most quarterbacks Can say look at Matt Stafford I mean that guy has been playing His heart out for years And years but Oh yeah speaking of which uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Matt Stafford trade And that Carson Wentz is going to be Traded soon Uh, I think that the Rams gave Way too much up for Matt Stafford I think it was like what two first round picks Jared Goff um, you know, Matt Stafford's a good quarterback, but come on, like that much for him? I, I know that the Rams probably value first round picks differently, kinda like the Seahawks do, but even still, that's a lot for Matt Stafford, who's been a good quarterback, but you know, it's just it's just too rich for my blood. Uh and then Carson Wentz trade rumors. I personally don't think he's going to be traded. I talked about it on the TPP story. The reason why Doug Peterson was fired was because he wanted to start Jalen Hurts at quarterback. 100%. That that was the issue. And I, I don't know where these rumors are coming from that they're going to get a Carson Wentz trade through. If that were the case, they would have kept Doug Peterson. I firmly believe that. They won, they won with Jalen Hurts. And, uh... Carson Wentz was absolutely mismanaged the offense. Um, by the way, when I say wins aren't a quarterback stat, I, I mean that the wins should, not, wins should not be entirely attributed to a quarterback, but quarterbacks have the plurality of any player on the field over whether or not a team wins or loses, meaning that um, they have the greatest chunk of a win over anybody else. So let me just say that. Uh But, yeah, Carson Wentz could not manage the Eagles' offense. And, yeah, it just if you give up any more than a first-round pick for this guy on that contract, you're absolutely out of your mind. Um, I think the Colts are probably the number one place that he could go. I think that would actually be a good fit for him because Frank Reich gave him the greatest success in Philly. Uh, Doesn't mean it's a slam dunk for Indianapolis. I mean... We saw how Carson Wentz performed without him. Uh, it, it could just be the same thing, and that's kind of putting a bandaid over the problem. But yeah, I, I think that I think that trading for Carson Wentz is just not a great idea. Um, any other news that I'm missing? Let's see. Are there any other award winners that I've missed over the past few minutes? Uh, Checking, checking. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, comeback Player of the Year goes to Alex Smith. Um, he absolutely deserves it. The, <laughs> I, I was listening to a podcast and a guy said, you should just name the award after Alex Smith because of how much of a comeback he had. Um, also, Offensive Player of the Year going to Derrick Henry, and not Josh Allen, really makes me upset. Um, but you know what? I was talking to my dad about it, and you know, if you won an award that was Offensive Player of the Year, MVP for that matter, uh, that would go into your contract negotiations. So we could get Josh Allen for cheaper. Not that I mind paying him that much, but... You know that's what the, that's how the Patriots won. Were discounts for good players. Uh, the the trade off being that they won a lot. Um, anyways, that, that all of that to say that Josh Allen just won Daily Fantasy Player of the Year. <laughs> so that that's that's uh, that's his award for this year, which is great. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey won that last year. How many people knew that? Not not many. Um, and then so I think that just leaves Aaron Rodgers for MVP obviously Um, guy had an incredible year good for him but I disagree with the pick Um, obviously I'm biased Josh Allen is the MVP of my heart no one can tell me otherwise Uh, that guy led the team and yeah I, I think that What Josh Allen did this year—the amount, the jump that he um, made—is incredible. And uh, uh, people were talking about how Aaron Rodgers had more touchdowns and punts. Uh, Josh Allen did the exact same thing, just no one talks about it. Five hundred points this year for the Bills, um, second scoring offense in the NFL. This this is turning into a Bills love podcast, but uh, yeah. So I, I think that we're just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to be announced as MVP. Um, is there anything else really? Um, yeah, Aaron Donald winning Defensive Player of the Year award again. That guy is the best defensive player in the entire NFL. And if you say otherwise, you're wrong. I mean, that guy's an absolute game wrecker. You just can't defend him. And that's what made the Rams the best defense in the NFL this year was Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald being the best two players in each of their respective positions so good for them Uh, good for Aaron Donald by the way interesting fact I uh, read about the only first round pick from 2014 to 2021 that's still on the Rams is Aaron Donald Uh, that includes Jared Goff which has been traded who has been traded so yeah pretty interesting Uh, I want to see how the Rams do with Matt Stafford next year are they going to draft a quarterback what what are they going to do um Once again, talking about the offseason, we're going to do a Super Bowl review show. And we're going to have a draft preview, obviously, free agency uh, uh, training camp. And then also on top of that, we're going to be doing other sports too. Football is the main sport and is our area of expertise. But we do enjoy baseball and we do enjoy hockey. Basketball, not so much. Uh, I went over this in the TPP Awards. We're going to have player, players, people on, who specialize in hockey and baseball uh, so that they can give their professional opinions better than we can. Um, we do know a solid amount, Tom and I and Pablo, but not as much as the people that we're going to bring on. So this has been the Super Bowl preview show. Once again, I just want to say it's been an incredible year. We I've loved doing podcasting, and I know the other guys have too. We're thankful for each and one of you, each one of you listeners. Uh, it's really awesome to have so many people listen and tell me how good the podcast is. So it means a lot. Uh, we're trying our best. Uh, by the way, if you guys just have any suggestions ever, how we can make the show more interesting, we're open to hear it. So. Yeah, so once again, thank you for listening this year. I hope you have an awesome Super Bowl. Uh, Let's hope it's a fun game tomorrow. Let's hope my prediction doesn't come true with it being a boring game. Uh, Go, Chiefs, uh, and we will talk to you after the Super Bowl.